So good evening, welcome to the weekly waffle on Quicklink Podcast. It's Monday the 5th of April, it's just after 8 o'clock, and I am joined by Giacomo Inigo and Lance, just the four of us today. We didn't have much of a show yesterday on Sunday, so let's start with looking at the two big races that happened that day, both of them the Tour of Flanders. Gentlemen, what do we make of it? It was a very exciting race. Um, Drama straight from the off, um, certainly in the men's Tour of Flanders. Um, Was it Alpes and Fenix and Astana riders decided to have a little bit of a scuffle? Yeah, that was two of the uh, three disqualifications on the day. Yeah, you're mad from us. I'm sure some others would have as well. Yeah, your man from Astana, it was only what? 10, 15k in or so? Your man yeah, from it was 10k after the neutral zone finished. That was it. <laughs> yeah, your man from Astana did a bit of a brake check uh, with the Alps and Fenix guy right on his wheel, uh, who didn't take to it too well, came round him and tried to kind of like headbutt, shoulder barge him. Nothing, nothing really happened. And then the Astana guy came back round to try and do the same back to him. Um, you know, big bunch behind them. I think the brake had probably already gone up the road. Uh, and then you had your man from Bora kind of throw his arms up in the air like, what the hell are you doing? You it guys was just... very comedic with the Bora ride. It just came both <laughs> yeah. hands on handlebars going, what the hell is going on? <laughs> yeah. And was it, was it Tim de Klerk, uh, de Koenig, or oh, sorry, elegant quick step guy, was telling the Astana fella to, to calm what down? Quick step? Elegant. The, they changed the name of Quickstep for Tour of Flanders. They, it's oh, it's they now did. Elegant by de Koenig Quickstep. Yeah. Oh, like how Ineos became Ineos Grenadiers for, well, now forever. But... Quick yeah, they go, and they both what got bitten off. Do? Is that money well spent, though? It's a car. It's a car. Uh, the Ineos Grenadier is a, it's like a big Range Rover. Yeah. It's like a kind of beefed up uh, of the new Defender. Yeah, oh, that's it. oh. Oh, yeah, okay. That's pretty cool. So, yeah, that was it. They, and those two got chucked about 15, 20k later. I mean, it was all quite tame. <laughs> so but... stupid, though, isn't it? Yeah, you don't, you don't pull that kind of shit, 15k into a monument. <laughs> a monument. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't think you'd like... pull that in Crystal Palace crits or something. No. Yeah, I think even the under-16 boys was struggled to do that at Hillingdon. <laughs> Oh, it, get, it gets pretty heated at Hillingdon, but... <laughs> Especially going around through that bush. Oh, no, that's not Hillingdon, is it? Where's the oh, one with the bush? Man. Bush right on the, oh, that tight left Crystal Palace, no? Oh, Maybe Crystal Palace. Hidden. Yeah, sorry. Crystal Palace has got a bush in it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. You get a bonus point if you go through the bush on the corner. No, you get a bonus point if you hit the dog walker that goes around the blind corner. <laughs> <laughs> So Flanders, anyway, yeah, two disqualified early on. A third one was later to come. But, uh, yeah, carry on. What, what would you make of the race? Absolute banger, as always. Flanders never disappoints. Um, I feel like it's one of, the, one of the most safest races. You can just guarantee that you're going to get a great day's racing. Um, and whoever wins always, always ultimately deserves it. Um, and it was really nice to see a different, different winner, actually. I mean, obviously, I actually would have quite liked a Wout slash Massio win. But um, yeah. Asgreen was he deserved it. He he won it fair and square, um, and it was really good to see. No, it was, it was an absolutely cracking race. Um, it's why you love cycling, isn't it? 
Yeah, I think um, oh, what was it, the Kreisberg, where, where it sort of all all kicked off, and uh, that I think that was one of the highlights of the race was just watching them grind up that up that climb. Was that the one where Val Van Aert was um, going side to side, and was that the Kreisberg? Was that I not the was um, final lap of the Paterberg? Yeah, it was the Paterberg on the final yeah, lap. Sorry. Yeah, but all in all, it was a great race. You can always enjoy Flanders. Mm. Anything that really caught your eye or was a bit of a uh, surprise yesterday? we got to talk about the, uh, the lettering. Um, the, <laughs> the bottle incident was very... Very controversial. Uh, yeah. um, when he yeah. furiously threw it with gay abandon at some poor, unsuspecting Belgian people standing on the side. It could, have, yeah. could have stubbed their toe, you know? <laughs> yeah, I raised about that on my Insta stories, so yeah. It's just, Alex Dowsett summed it up pretty well for me, so I don't know if you guys have seen that post. but Yeah, I saw that post. Yeah, Because um, the UCI actually, I thought they had explained that even handing a bottle to a spectator is classed as littering mm. now. So you can't even have souvenirs from cycling anymore. That's pathetic. What's, what surprised me? I mean, I get rules are rules, and I'll play devil's advocate on that one. But what surprised me that was it was a straight DQ. No warning, no fine. And yeah, that's yeah. the problem. Yeah, and there was no one behind him. Because it was uh, Marcus Shah, sorry. Uh, from AG2R. So Michael there, there's Shah. No one, sorry, Michael Shah. There's no one behind him, so it's not he's not throwing it and hasn't thought about it. You know, it might bounce back off the curb in front of a bunch. He's yeah. he's racing back on. Is is that not just a warning or a fine? Or yeah, you know, I, I'm sorry. I think the UCI. Yeah, I can understand it, the UCI want to crack on the rules. I can understand they're just trying to make a point, like, look, lads, we really, really mean this. And that's fair enough and everything. But, like, a DQ is too far for me. Uh, uh, I think that, as you, exactly as you say, he was on his own. He threw it directly to a bunch of fans. No danger. Clearly not littering, because the fans are going to obviously take that home with them. Uh, like, and it's, what, I don't know, the first race, not quite, maybe not quite the first race, since the new rules so it's still very natural and like a very just natural reaction that's just what they've done for years and years and years and years and years so why why change so i completely understand Cher's reaction just throwing the ball because that's natural so kicking him out of the race makes just zero sense he was off the back anyway and might not have made it back on so may not have even had an effect on the race anyway so yeah uh, not not good not good in my opinion so to the women's race, Annemiek van Vleuten took her second uh, second race in a row, actually. Uh, what did we make of the women's race? Yes, yeah, I did I watch, actually, yeah. It was a nice end to the day. It was, uh, attacked up the Paterberg and, well, there she was. See you I later. I have to admit, I watched the highlights as I was doing interval training. I, yeah, yeah. I, I just sort of, I watched it because it stayed on after the, after the men's. Um, I, I, yeah, I'll be honest, a less exciting race. It was a bit like, I mean, it's like Harrogate, but minus about 70 kilometers or something, whatever it was. Um, and it was just a bit, I want to, don't want to say easy, but Except it like was, <laughs> yeah, yeah, nice day. But, um, <laughs> so strange to think that that's Movistar's first monument. 
if I've got that right. Okay, okay. Oh, wait, no, didn't uh, Valverde get... Oh, you're talking women's or... or uh, Did Valverde... Oh, of course, yeah, of course, Valverde, yeah. But, um... First Belgian Cobble Classic or something. I'm sure Valverde's probably got... Yeah, he's probably got Liège or Lombardy. Probably. <laughs> I saw this meme, it was like... Uh, Valverde rising from the dead in 2097 to take a uh, Tour of Flanders win or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Valverde's won Liège a couple of times. Uh, three times, I think. Oh, f- uh, do you know he He won Liège four times. 2006, Jesus 2008, Christ. 2015, 2017. He won in the year yeah. I was born and he won three years ago. Four years ago. That's, <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. terrifying. He turns 41 <laughs> in three weeks' time. That's, that's a bit mad, isn't it? Obviously, he won on Saturday as well. 41? I, yeah, Kimi Räikkönen's 41, isn't he? They're like the, the godfathers. Ra- racing today, uh, start of the Itzulia, tour of the Basque Country. Uh, eight and a half mile time trial to start it. Bit of a lumpy one. Anyone catch any of the racing today? Because I saw none of it. I watched all of oh, it. Oh, dear. I sat through the entire thing. Yes, that, um, I did not see any of it, unfortunately. Um, well, I, had, I, did, I did see the top 10. I did the top 10. I would love to say that um, I saw Primoz Roglic's ride, but the cameras weren't on when he went off because apparently he was one of the first ones off. <laughs> All right. So literally we turned it on and then, how is Primoz Roglic first? Yeah. And then there was about two or two hours left of racing and he had already won. Did he have to sit in the hot in the hot seat for two hours? He sat in the hot seat for about an hour and a half. Went for a walk. Um, was talking to <laughs> some other teams, and then just sat on his phone. That must be the worst sensation if you put in a really stonking time early on, and then you're just sat there for for ages. Didn't that happen? Um, was it Bessege? Or uh, was Bessege where Ethan Hayter came third or fourth? Yes. But the guy who put in a really good time was like the second or third rider off. And he sat there for, yeah, like an hour and a half. And then then eventually came like sixth or seventh or so. B.S. Bogaccia uh, um, has lost a bit of time to Roglic. I believe it's 28 seconds. He's yeah, 28 seconds. Roglic. That's, that's big. I mean, it's, a, it's probably the toughest stage race we've seen so far. Uh, only six stages, but they say the other five are Lumpy, lumpy, lumpy. And uh, I think there's only one sprint stage, which yeah, is probably going to be won by climbers. Yeah, tomorrow is no a sprinters. big lump at the end, then downhill, and then yeah, three's got a really ground. steep hill uh, tomorrow. All right, let's have a look at the climbs tomorrow. Seven point seven k long, six point two average. La Asturiana. That's the last climb. Comes with about twenty-five k to go. It's a big up, big old, big old lump. But then it is downhill to the finish before a little ramp. Um, we got mm. stage three. We all pretty flat. Better. Big climb finish. Stage four. Two cat threes, a cat two, and a cat one climb. Before the finish on stage four, stage five, uh, pretty flat, and then you got a, a three, three, uh, three cat three climbs, and then lumpy. So that's probably going to be a sprint one on day five, stage six. <laughs> Holy shit! Stage six, 
Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven categorized climbs on stage six. Seven. Um, three cat threes, a cat two, and two cat ones, if I'm looking at that right. Uh, yeah, ouch. But it, do you reckon this is uh, Roglic in, I don't know what color jersey it is, but if you're honest, let's just say yellow. In yellow all the way to the finish? I, I'll be honest, I, I think so. Um, I really think that he's going to be a bit pissed, pissed off about Paris-Nice. Um, and he's going to really want to make this one count. And it and it's a TT's anything to go by. I, don't, I can't quite remember the gap to Pogacar. It's something like 20 seconds, I think. Uh, 28. Um, 28, there you go. Adam Yates at the same time as Pog as well. Also 28. That's a very good ride from him, actually. I mean, I guess the course did suit him down to the ground, but um, that's, that does bode well. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be Rog, then Pog, then and Adam. <laughs> Sorry. That just sounded quite funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Brandon McNulty, is only, he finished second today. He's only two seconds back. Um, we saw a lot of him at Catalonia. Uh, Jonas Vinegard, third today for Jumbo Visma. He uh, obviously won Copa Ibartali stage race, uh, which finished a week ago. He's looking pretty handy. He took it a stage at the UAE Tour as well. Um, looking at Jumbo Visma's team for the race, could well be up there. Yeah, um, he could be really nice, like right hand man for Primos. Um, he could do, do a nice job and then also play second when um, Roglic gets a mechanical at the, in the final five minutes of the last stage. Um, take the win. Um, yeah, yeah, also Tobias Foss as well uh, coming forth. So, Jumbo Visma coming pretty stacked. Um, could be quite interesting to watch. Yeah, I think um, Foss had a decent time trial as well. Oh, sorry, yeah, you did say fourth. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's not a bad lineup. Yeah, Ineos is quite interesting. Like, talking about um, Adam Yates, haven't they? Not they've not quite done their uh, the Catalonia job. Adam Yates obviously sick. Their next rider, Carapaz, forty five seconds down. Which, if I'm actually perfectly honest, this is probably really not really good enough for him. Um, I think he should be at least in the 30-second bracket uh, mm. with uh, Shackman, Kelderman, Aaron Buru in that area, the 9th, 10th, 11th spot. Um, yeah, he, I, I don't know if he's misfiring or this is not the plan. or he, I can't quite remember which Grand Tour they've said he's going to go and do, uh, if he is going to go to go and do one for GC. But... Um, I don't think it'll be the Giro if this is anything to go by. Yeah, I think he was down for the tour. Like, yeah, could I could believe that. Um, now I see Teo Gagan Hart back on the roads. Was he was at Paris Nice? Crashed out. Uh, minute or so down though. Minute uh, minute oh eight, I think. Minute minute six, minute eight. Yeah, I think what is actually really important here is that um, we don't get overexcited about Teo. He is the obviously reigning Giro champion, and uh, that's it was a fantastic win, great race, loved it, fantastic. So glad that he got that uh, that freedom and he was able to win that race. I don't want to see him becoming like, oh my god, taking a hot minute down. <laughs> he did win the Giro, but he's not there. He's like he's not Chris Froome yet. He's not Roglic. He's not Pogacar. He's not. He's just a different. He's just just a, a different stage of his development and. Give him, give him time, give him space. 
and I don't think it, I don't I don't want to obsess over the fact that it's, he's a minute now. Yeah, okay. If he was planning to go for GC, then that's not a great result. But when you've got Adam Yates in your team, I can understand, and Adam Yates performing obviously very well. I can understand why he might not give it give it full beans. Um, yeah, I yeah yeah. I guess that's all I have to say about that. Yeah, there to there to do a job for for Yatesy and also be a foil if like oh, like yeah. at the Giro if it you know if the wheels fall off the wagon obviously with uh, uh, Geraint Thomas last year at the Giro you know, he's he's there to step up. I mean, it's only a six day stage race. So it's not the not the end of the world, is it? No, exactly, exactly. I I guess I'm probably a little bit harsh about Carapaz, and if that if they are going for 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 Yates, then there's probably it's probably should be probably the same. The same case for him, really. Um, uh, looking ahead, then, I um, see. Uh, sorry, uh, one result uh, else from today. Uh, actually, two results. So I'll just rattle through them so I can put them in the show. Giro de Belvedere, Juan uh, Ayuso in the under twenty three Italian state uh, Italian one day race. He doubled up after his win at Trofeo Piva yesterday, and Chiara Consoni from Valcar Travel and Service won the 1.1 one-day race in Belgium, the Ronde de Muscron. I'll just say one thing I just noticed about Wad uh, Ayosu, the uh, Colpac rider. He signs for UAE Team Emirates as a stagiaire in August, and obviously he'll ride for them from 2022. Signed a four-year deal, apparently. Oh, nice. Right, yeah, yeah, nice work. If, if you can get it, obviously has deserved it. Shell the Priest on Wednesday. That's the neg- next big race on the calendar. The Sprinters Classic. Uh, Caleb, you yeah. won it last time out. Yeah, it's funny you say the Sprinters Classic. I feel like all those classics have been named the Sprinters Classic of late. Um, but I always, do, I, whenever they say, they say you say the uh, Sprinters Classic, I always do think of Charlotte Priest. Um, if you're a sprinter, I think this is the one to win. You say uh, it was um, you and sorry, he won last year. Is he? he won, yeah. Is, is he going this year? He's not. No, it's going to be an absolutely foul weather one, apparently. Uh, but no, oh, he's not. He's not on the start list. I'm uh, actually. I'm looking on uh, PCS right now for starting stats, and it has Cavendish down with a zero next to his name, which would imply that it's not confirmed. That might be quite fun. I mean, Sam Bennett in the team as well. You're probably going to back him, but mm. you never know. We, we live in hope. I do really want Mark Cavendish to get his. Uh, I don't want to say last win, but you, I do want him to get a win in the in the current colours. Um, I think it would be, be good really cool. it? after 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 two seconds this year. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I mean, Alpes and FedEx's team is looking quite strong with um, Jasper Philipson and Tim Merlier. Yeah, that's yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I like Jonas Rickard well, maybe as a third wheel as well. Yeah, that that lead out is going to be monstrous. Uh, other sprinters on there. So we obviously had Sam Bennett, Arnold Demar, Pasco Ackerman for Bora. Misfiring um, this year for me. I don't think it's going to be his year. Everyone's second favourite Giacomo, Giacomo Nizzolo, who, who I always put in my Velo Games team and then take out. <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, who else we got? Oh, so De Koenig, uh, Florence Anishal. Obviously, a backup for Sammy B. Brian Cockard, obviously, he'll finish seventh because that's the way of the world. Uh, Elio Viviani. Yes. Deg, Deg, oh, Degenkolb. Case Bowl, that's not a bad shout. 
Case four is definitely there. He's there and thereabouts. Um, oh, Alberto Dainese. He's um, he rides on. He's local local lad to me actually. He rides on uh, on my roads. I see him out. Oh, about, is he? Like, oh, that's good. Yeah. Um, what? Watch out for him. Uh, Italian pocket rocket. Um, <laughs> uh, Trying yeah. to find him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, actually, your uh, great your favorite team, Uno X, Christopher Halverson. Um, they've nice. been going very well in the classics. Maybe don't don't count them. I'd say possibly don't count them out for a top ten and a podium if they're lucky. I seem to remember one of their riders got on the podium for La Salmon, which I thought was quite impressive. Um, so maybe they might have a card to play. Oh yeah, uh, Rasmus Tiller. I think he came second to uh, was it Merlier? Did Merlier yeah, win that Merlier. one? Yes, Merlier. Yeah. Was that yeah, the first? Because yeah. Merlier won a couple in a row, didn't he? Or he did. No, I think it was Merlier. He the one. Uh, La yeah, I've got this. Yeah. Fantastic yeah, habit of always picking the wrong UNOX guy. I don't know who they all are. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, chaps, I'll leave it there unless you guys have anything else to talk about because I want to edit this and turn it around quite quickly and eat this very nice salmon and leek pie that's been staring at me for about 45 minutes. By all means, I have nothing to add. Good. Well, I'll speak to one of you tomorrow and I'll speak to the rest of you next Monday and I'll speak to everybody else listening I'll speak to you later on this evening when this recording goes out yeah, super but, yeah, but until then we've got some we've got some decent guests coming up obviously we'll be back with the regular show uh, this see, if you're listening to this it's Monday we've got Jez Cox coming up on Tuesday with part I of his A to Z of road racing tactics it's a very good one it's uh, very topical as well as it refers to Saturday's race at the Grand Premio Miguel Indurain. Uh, a couple of big guests coming up. We'll get them out during the week. And then it's not Parry Roubaix on Sunday, which is a bit of a pisser. But we'll speak to you all as soon as we can. Take care. Thanks for listening to QuickLink Podcast, your daily microdose of pro cycling news, results, opinion, and chat. We'll be back tomorrow with another show. But in the meantime, you can hear all of our previous episodes at quicklinkpod.co.uk and find us across social media at quicklinkpod. If fantasy cycling is your thing, our fellow games show league code is 57273217. Like and subscribe, rate and review, and we'll see you tomorrow. Bye now.